Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Welcome back, back, back. So, in news you might have missed this week, because I almost missed this one. When it comes to video games, uh, the development space is a pretty close-knit and tight one, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Right? Like, as far as the big studios go, yeah. it's yeah, they're pretty legacy, right? Like, yeah. a lot of them have been there. Blizzard, Activision, EA, yeah. Nintendo, um, Square. How would you feel if I told you in this week's rendition of, uh, I'm digging up a classic here, uh, Seek and Snoop, (laughs) (laughs) for our new listeners. So, this is a game that we play, and by we, I mean all of us, because you are now being introduced into the game. Uh, if you are familiar with You made the that game, sound very jigsaw-y just now. <laughs> if you are familiar with the game, you lost. But it functions a lot like the game, where you keep track of how long it takes in your life for Snoop Dogg to appear. Randomly. And it's a lot more often than you think. Brand- especially randomly. Like, in places you would never expect, right? Like, it's you're like, watching TV, and all of a sudden, he's on a beach for a fucking corona ad. Well, yeah. found you. It's like him and T-Pain and who else? Uh, fucking Richard Branson, right? Like, they're always just doing just doing shit. Like, where where are you going now, sir? To fucking, like, jet uh, jetpack sailing in fucking Maui, right? Like, okay, that's but a thing. Like, like you're Steve doing Dogg, that. Like, he'll have a random viral moment, or he'll show up on Martha but Stewart, Stewart, and then we'll hit Twitter. And- yeah. In this week's rendition of Seek and Snoop, Snoop and his son Cordell are looking to expand Death Row Records into the gaming sphere, introducing Death Row Games, a company that will help marginalized creators develop and publish games using Fortnite's Unreal Editor engine, right? Um, and as I you know, stated earlier in the title, it's pretty self-explanatory from there. Him and his son who So had, they're basically opening up source software. They built a studio to support minority creators and they're using this they've sourced the uh, software from Fortnite to allow minority creators a chance at, you know, putting forth their projects in a space where, as we stated earlier, is full of, you know, legacy bros, yep. and it's already hard to get a job where you're not going to be sexually harassed, uh, right? It's going to be <laughs> wild, though, when I'm, like, watching a fucking high fantasy trailer, and then at the end, it's going to be, like, brought to you by Death Row Bro Games. games. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Are you ready for that? Because I don't, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Like, um, you hear? Just all right. I'm gonna imagine. I'm gonna try to make this sauna sphere. In the Amazon, but on another planet, you play a space elf going to gather the six crystals of light and darkness to get rid of the demon Bagal. Knowing Snoop brought to you by. Death, Death Row games. games. <laughs> knowing knowing Snoop Dogg's taste, right? Like his eclectic taste, right? You know, the world the man is a a man of many travels. 
So I can only imagine what kind of games are going to potentially come out of this, right? And a lot of them scream bulletproof to me. Uh, that's a reference for all of you like 2006 G-Unit heads. If you knew, if you were a part of that at time in Xbox history, then... Def Jam Fight for New York? Yeah. Yeah. Please, bring back Def Jam Fight for... Just bring back Def Jam fighting games, man. Like, that shit... Oh, God. Because that last one... Uh, what was it? Def Jam Icon? That shit was high trash, right? In the finishing Vendetta, game. Vendetta was the first one, right? Yeah. It's Def Jam Vendetta, Def Jam Fight for New York, then Def Jam Icon, which just... It tried to, like, reinvent the wheel in a way that had you, like, spinning discs on the sticks to do your finishing move, and it was just... It, it was hot, hot, hot garbage. So if we can get that, but with the Fortnite Unreal Engine, I'm, I might be here for that. I mean, look, uh, what was it? The the um, the uh, Brawl uh, game that we were talking about. Multiverses? Right? Yeah, multiverses. Like, we got multiverses, right? So why can't... This is the perfect time. I'm just uh, trying Mortal to Kombat imagine, one. Like, the most wild games for them to just be, like, Death Row Games <laughs> Rocket League. <laughs> Death Row Games presents Mind Trap. <laughs> Instead of Minecraft. Death Row Games brings you the revival of this classic franchise. Cooking Mama 3! Plants versus zombies, but the plants is just street niggas and the zombies is crackheads. <laughs> oh, this is cool. Yeah, no, this I'm. Is, this, this is my. Alright, so I'm whenever here for we get. It. I'm never critical of anything involving Stoop Dog because it might work, it might not. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. Stoop Dog. You know what? Do you? As long I, as it's. Cool. As, as long as it's not the soldier console, I'm totally fine here. Yeah. I'm, I, And I don't think Snoop Dog would do that to us. Speaking this, of Soldier cool. Speaking of Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy tangent here. Uh, did you see that he went off on J. Cole? And then like this immediately week? reverted. Yeah, after Nikki called him. I just wonder what that phone call was like. If Nikki has to call you and tell you to chill out, you know you fucked up, Is right? She's like hip hop mom now. Um I wouldn't say that because she's been on the timeline wildin'. Some people might say allegedly skiing, um, but she's been on the timeline wildin'. Especially after Meg The Stallion's new song dropped, and Nikki decided that you know she's taking up too much spotlight, allegedly. Um, but no, Soldier Boy was hot after that fucking Lil Yachty interview that uh, J Cole did. Uh, J Cole went on Lil Yachty's podcast. I don't know what the podcast is called, so forgive me, right? But who cares? You're at this podcast, <laughs> right? getting the news here you didn't have to go listen to yadi's podcast because we're on it are you uh and j cole said some stuff you know about how he didn't really like appreciate the younger generation of rappers at first and now he has the ear for it and he can really like you know see the vibe and understand it and soldier boy took offense to that because i believe soldier boy was specifically named um amongst those artists and went on the timeline and was like who the fuck is a j cole nigga you ain't got no number ones but <laughs> drake gave you your first number one with first person shooters shut up and sit down i'm king soldier this that in the third and it was just like i was like damn are we about to witness a j cole versus soldier boy beef 
because I didn't have that on my 2023 bingo card, yep. <laughs> right? Is that the October surprise? It's, shh, we're not in October anymore. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, then he he uh, he finished the week out by letting everybody know that Nikki called him and told him to chill the fuck out because J. Cole was actually trying to big him up and let him know how fucking stupid he looked. Um, speaking of not looking stupid, uh, it looks like Nintendo is throwing their weight into leaning into this Smash verse, and I'll let Dan not not Pause. the kind of Smash verse like we were talking about in the beginning of the episode, which wasn't but, even on record, by the way. Oh no, the whole sock thing wasn't on record. No, the sock thing was on record. Yeah. The whole Playboy TV show reality oh, show. Oh was well, on I was talking about just the the sock thing. Okay. Um, in reference to Smash verse, uh, Playboy TV reality show is a thing that we won't go into a tangent though. But you but can sure you guys are dying yeah yeah in the in the science um anyway i'll let zig explain further so playboy announced that they're doing (laughs) a legend of zelda (laughs) live action adaptation (laughs) buying the property from nintendo for a whopping all right we're stopping here we're stopping here how much do you think it will cost for Nintendo to sell that to fucking Playboy. To sell that to anyone would be a number it that would, only Elon Musk exist. could probably cost. Do you think Disney Disney could afford that check? I feel like Disney could. I feel like Nintendo would partner with Disney for that. Partner? Yeah. They're not giving up, Zelda. I didn't say they were, but I'm saying if Disney wanted to make a live-action Zelda adaptation, I feel like Disney would totally partner with them for that. Or, I mean, Nintendo would partner with Disney for that. So go ahead. Here's a few notes about the Legend of Zelda movie that had been announced. It is going to be primarily financed by Nintendo, Mm -hmm. over 50% financed by Nintendo. But it is in partnership with Sony Pictures Entertainment. Ironic, right? (laughs) I mean, did they do... I know, in partnership with Sony. Yeah. Yeah. We, well, I mean, last time, out of that partnership, we got PlayStation, right? So hopefully, this time, <laughs> maybe Link will talk. Um, so, uh, it's going to be live action. Uh, it's not going to be released for several years. And uh, we got, like, the production company, and apparently somebody dug into, like, the track record of all of the people attached to it, and it's actually, like, a giant train wreck. Uh, I mean, so far, it from what I'm seeing according to uh, GameSpot... Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, um, is the creator, is going to be attached, and also the creator of Legend of Zelda, is going to be attached to it. It's got a Marvel Studio exec attached to it as well, right? Uh, Avi, Avi Arad, and, um, will be directed by Wes Ball, who worked on the Maze Runner trilogy. Maybe that's why people are like... Oh, okay, hold on. Um, as well as the upcoming Planet of the Apes film, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, though. Right, so if he was given the reins of Planet of the Apes, I can see, which has been a successful franchise up to this point, and I would say probably one of the more successful remakes, like live-action adaptation remakes. Um, I guess the originals were live-action, so just remakes. So there's a couple of questions regarding 
Legend of Zelda movie. Uh, first, well, we're going to save the elephant in the room for last. What's the story going to be? I am imagining it's going to be completely independent from every other Zelda. I don't think it's going to be a retelling, because uh, I think it's going to be another piece that you can almost fit into the Zelda timeline. I'm hoping, personally, that the movie takes on a very uh, like personal approach, where it's a lot of time with Link by himself, maybe with his companion, uh, whether it's Navi or Fee or whoever. So I'm hoping it's thinking maybe like the Samurai Jack approach. Can you imagine like title shift? What a fucking Legend of Zelda movie directed by Gendy Tartakovsky would have been, would be like. That would be almost like my ideal, uh, because like Link is by himself in majority of like the time you spend in Hyrule. Link is by himself for a majority of it. Yeah, like when we when you first told me this in the chat, I was like, so Afro Samurai with a twink, right, wandering <laughs> through Hyrule. Yeah. And yeah, I know everybody's like Link's not a twink. Like literally, he's after a princess. He's, 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 a, he's a twink. I, I was gonna say that's ignoring the fact that bisexuality is totally a thing. Um, and him and Ganondorf definitely have a will they won't they kind of thing going on. <laughs> Ganon is a pig. What is this? The first episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> I mean, with Nintendo and Sony Pictures being behind this, right? And Sony did, um, didn't they do Sonic as well? I think so. Um, and they did... Sony is going to be the mainly for distribution. I'm sure, yeah, I get that too, but you act like there's no way that they're contributing oh, some... Oh, there's going to be some some, creative input, yeah, but like I, yeah. Sony's partnership is primarily for distribution. Yeah. Um, Since Nintendo is putting in more than half of the budget... Pretty sure Nintendo is going to get final say on creative control, but I'm not saying that Sony's going to have no creative input. But what I'm saying behind the teams that Sony has hired for productions for these like live action adaptations, uh, because oh, didn't they do? Uh, weren't they behind Detective Pikachu as well? Uh, they were attached. Uh, so the Pokemon Company had more to do, with them. and they are like a subsidiary of it. But I mean, who do you think provided the studios for that? You know what I mean? Like, I'm. But go ahead and keep talking because I'm. But looking the main thing I just want to get out of the way the is studios. no Link should not be fucking Tom Holland. <laughs> Link should not be Tom Holland. That is. I'm sorry. Like everybody, when it comes to casting a basic white young male actor. It's always Tom Holland. Who would you... I mean, who else would you suggest, though? Find a new young actor! He's not going to be talking much anyway, because he's playing Link! So so Finn Wolfhard is who you're talking about. It's it's Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things. Dude, like, who else is it supposed to be? <laughs> so, now we get to the elephant in the room. Does Link talk? Where do you fall on this fence? Well, I can tell you that um, the online discourse right now wants Euphoria's Hunter Schaefer to be uh, cast as Zelda. I could see it. I could see it depending on the lane they take for 
like the age of Link and Zelda. I like how in the interview thumbnail that they have up, she has her hair in the bangs like Zelda does. So yeah, of it's course. like, of <laughs> it's like, come on, can't you see it? It's right there. Can't because, you see it? You know, when it comes to early, uh, I'll get into this after we talk about one of the other trailers. Do you think yeah. Link should talk? No. Um. I don't either. Personally, I don't think he should talk. Uh, I do feel like for the kind of runtime I'm expecting for this movie to have, it'll be difficult to pull off, right? And with the way Nintendo went about excusing Mario's accent when it came to, you know, casting Chris Pratt, I feel like we might get one of those where he doesn't talk for maybe i don't know the first 20 minutes of the movie and then like once the opening trailer or once the opening credit sequence is done i, I know that's not 20 minutes into the movie although with i, <laughs> with I have the, a great idea and it would be a fantastic comedic uh trope every time link is about to talk Either someone comes in and interrupts him, and cuts him or off. there's an explosion that happens and everybody has to scatter. So, I mean, but we say that, but how long do you think they could logically keep that gag going? Do you, would you... It depends on how much time Link is going to be out exploring and how much time Link just has to be, like, listening to shit. So, so they could probably do, like, it would have to be enough for it to be recognizable as a gag but not done to where it's, like, overdone. So probably maybe, like, three or four times in the movie. So, yeah, like I said, for the first 20 minutes. Well, for the first 20 minutes of this movie, Link will probably not talk. I would be astounded if they managed to do that. Although I do know there is a movie that's coming out uh, soon where there is no dialogue the entire movie. I forget what it's called, but it's like, a, a, a supposedly it's pretty good. Uh, it's making its rounds. Uh, it's making its rounds in like the film festival circuit right now. Um, but I think Zelda will probably be closer to a two hour runtime. Yeah, no, and absolutely. Think... Uh, it's, a, it's a live action fantasy epic. Yeah. Um, I do, and I. What was the Super Mario movie runtime? That was like, hour and a half. It was quick. It was. It was. I mean, it's a kids movie, so it's shorter. Yeah. Um. I do. Do you think this is not going to be a kids movie? No, I think it's going to be a Zelda movie. And by that, I mean it is something that is timeless and appeals to every age. Oh my god. <laughs> like that's really. That's the. That's one of the. Kind of, kind of, kind of like, kind of like Super Mario. No, nigga, it's going to be a fucking kids movie. Disney has, or excuse me, Nintendo, the Disney of gaming, has said that they are trying to make a movie that is, you know, a fun time. Hold on, let me... Nintendo will be deeply involved in the production with aims to put smiles on everyone's faces through entertainment. It's going to be a kids movie. Um, and it could be like, you know, a kid's fantasy epic, right? Like we have those, like Harry Potter, right? Like that is quintessentially a kid's movie that yeah. is timeless and appeals to everybody yes. throughout the ages, right? So yes, it probably in the veins of that, 
I would want it to be more like never-ending story like when I think Legend of Zelda right like I I think that kind of like fantasy right like hazy fantasy with potential to get dark out of fucking nowhere right like that's what I think about when I think about Legend of Zelda right like just teetering on the edge of creepy like it's so whimsical like uh like brothers type of uh, like brothers grim fairy tales right like like this can be told this way which is soft and gentle and easy for little children but you can also tell it this way which will put the fear of god in their hearts uh, and i feel like that is kind of what i want want a healthy mix of and what I feel like people who have played Legend of Zelda and grew up on Legend of Zelda games would expect from the live action adaptation, right? So like, people, Majora's Mask is not for babies. Yeah, no. So, uh, people are usually, in early development, hesitant about uh, casting. They'll see who's cast in, in a role and they'll be like, oh, there's absolutely no way that person could do that. Most notably, if people being wrong, would be Heath Ledger and the Joker. Or Chris Pratt and Super Mario. <laughs> and one thing that uh, people have been very, very hesitant about would be the Netflix live-action Avatar series. But if you were worried about Netflix's live-action adaptation series of Avatar The Last Airbender, fear no mo longer. Watch that trailer. The trailer dropped this week, and boy, oh, howdy. like Avatar. And they... like Avatar. It they looks like high-production Avatar. Yeah, now, I, everybody looks like who they should look like, I want to say. That casting, There was baby. no, like, dialogue. No. Uh, but... Unsold on aesthetics. I was Soul going on to aesthetics. say. Show me the writing. I, I From... The teaser trailer alone, right? It is very clear that Netflix threw that Game of Thrones bag at this Avatar The Last Airbender adaptation. Because I could even tell Momo was fun, not just like CGI. Momo had personality. Speaking of uh, fucking a never-ending story, right? Like you, <laughs> the uh, compare. You know, once you see the trailer, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about, right? Like it was. It was beautiful. It gave me chills, right? Um, there was no dialogue, so we won't know what the writing is like. But, I mean, based on the source material alone, it'd be pretty hard to fuck up considering they have a whole adaptation that was extremely haphazardly handled to go off of. I would argue that because the source material is so good, it's extremely easy to fuck up. I mean, that could have been said about One Piece, right? Yeah. You know, um, and One Piece stuck the landing. And I feel like based on what we're seeing so far from this beautiful... I mean, the set pieces... Netflix has the, learned some lessons. The character... Yes, they've come quite a long way since Death Note. Uh, yes. But never forget. Uh, never forget, never forgive. Hold their feet to the fire. <laughs> Just like we did with the Sonic movie. Just um, like we did with the Screen Actors Guild strike. Yes, yes. Oh, buddy, howdy, did they ever come through? And SAG got all of the requests that they were making granted by the studios. That includes... Like, all of them. That, in, that even includes the bonuses for uh, streaming, right? Um, so now there will that be, like... That even includes 
your estate's rights to your image and AI usage more importantly yes through perpetuity son just throwing that word in there because it sounded like it fit um, in perpetuity yeah it, in, that, it does <laughs> to use your likeness in perpetuity post mortem yes. and your estate doesn't get any compensation yes they have to pay you uh, they tried that AI bullshit and they lost Graham Drescher uh, looked at that and was like nope sorry not sorry uh, but the, in other trailer news this week, a trailer for the Netflix live-action adaptation of Yu Yu Hakusho dropped as well. And that one made by the uh, Japanese studios out there uh, also looks fucking amazing. It dude. looks really it good. It looks great. It um, looks really good. I will say, when we watched this, my first takeaway was, this looks fantastic. However, this is not made for us. We just get to watch it. You know what I mean? I mean, I would more say it is made by them, right? Yeah. You know, and it is made through the lenses of the Japanese studios and not Americanized for Western audiences. Which means that there's probably going to be some things that American audiences are going to nitpick about. I mean, the this show is, is in Japanese. Yes. So this, that's the huge one right there. One Piece was made for Western audiences. For Western audiences in America, casted diversely. Yeah. Um, and However, I, it is cool. The uh, Japanese dubbing of the sh- of the live action in Japan is done by the original voice actors. Oh, that's hot. Uh, because like, I was that's cool, right? I was gonna say because I feel like there was participation in the One Piece adaptation by Japanese studios as well. Uh, because. Yeah, the creator like, really of the show cool. was heavily. They were like, "Yeah, right. let's have the original voice actors yeah. do the Japanese, the Japanese dub. That's why not? Cool. Right? L- literally, why the fuck not? Yeah. Right? <laughs> so yeah, go check out both of those trailers. Um, those shows are set to debut. Avatar, I believe, comes yeah February. Uh, so February twenty, February twenty second of twenty twenty four, and the Yu Yu Hakusho adaptation will drop. They, I, I don't know. I can't tell you when uh, Yu Yu Hakusho is dropping because my computer doesn't want me to I'm just at the moment. I'm just very concerned about Kuwabara being extremely obnoxious in the live action. Because the only thing that made him not obnoxious in the original was how great Christopher Sabat voiced him. I feel like Kuwabara's uh, impersonation is not hard to do. It's not, it's not at all. But I mean, Christopher Sabat had to come up with it. <laughs> fair. That is fair. But it's also so iconic. Spirit Sword! You, you just wanted to do... Oh, I got it, finally. So, December 14th. Uh, so, you will be able to watch that new Yu Yu Hakusho adaptation uh, this uh, before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, literally in a month, because it is 11-11. Hey, shout out. And we will be back to grant your wish of more Flood Pod after this break break ah in in dumb dystopia news today i learned in in more of an effort to uh further supplant us into the private sector amazon has entered the healthcare space that's right now you can attach your healthcare to your prime membership so when you're done watching the boys for only nine dollars a month or 99 dollars a year 
uh, you can sign up for Amazon's One Medical Benefit Service. <laughs> a service through which they offer in-person and remote healthcare services 24-7 through their on-demand virtual care app, including video chats with licensed healthcare providers uh, and minutes through their Treat Me Now feature, as well as a fast care source for common concerns such as, you know, the cold, flu, skin allergies, your UTIs, like some of your more private concerns, right? Uh-huh. Virtual care is available nationally. <laughs> and and I don't like this at all. It's wild to me that we exist in a place, well, but I mean, this is, you know, the free market and capitalism at its finest, yep. right? Um, the TikToker who I saw talking about this initially, uh, Jesse B, I believe was his name on TikTok, was like, how long is it, how long will it be before we get, you know, fucking car insurance through Costco and fucking home insurance through Walmart, bro? I'm like, can you imagine? And it's all Kirkland brand. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Nah, no, what it'll be is, yeah, Walmart will be able to fucking company towns for its employees to work in because the housing market is... Amazon was already trying that. We covered that story. Yes, yes. Dude, and I'm just like, it's not, we're not, we're not far off from it. Oh my God. Um, But in in devil's advocate, in, in, in the devil, oh God, in the defense of devil's advocacy, Mark Cuban did that whole online pharmacy thing to really cut. No, 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 it, that's not a pharmacy. That's just a straight up like drug, like a drug shop. Yeah, it's, it's it, great because it doesn't. It sells them basically at cost. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, so it's an online pharmacy that sells drugs at cost, cutting out the middleman in the it's inflation. It's capitalism at its finest in the most counter-structural dystopian way, way yeah it's so it's, actually it's like anti-dystopian it's it's utopian what he's doing is it utopian or is it philanthropic it's right philanthropic. philanthropy from billionaires is kind of like a double-edged sword right it, it gives them the grace to feel like they're being benevolent with the money that we have you know bestowed upon them through speculation and the means of their chokehold on the systems that they inhabit right well um, i mean like cost plus drugs is it's, it's the way it, it, it is should a for-profit be. company but I'm sure doing, like, the way he's doing it has Is to. the way it should be done by our government, right? If our government had the balls to look the corporations that feed off of it in the face and go, hey, maybe uh, saving people's lives shouldn't be a for-profit industry. I was going to say, I'm sure Cuban is in this for the altruistic reasons, but he wouldn't stay in this if he wasn't able to make money. Once again, which is the reality, like this is the culture and context part, right? Where it's like this Amazon thing could potentially be beneficial to some people who, you know, don't make enough money to to have health care or don't have a job that gives them hours that would allow them to qualify for health care at Walmart. Um, <laughs> Mark Cuban, however, also has the equity of goodwill that he has built up jeff bezos does not he literally builds dick rockets live streams it 
and produce the TV show that like bastardized all of your favorite he superhero tropes. All of his workers and says thank you for making this possible for me. Yeah. Cheated on his wife and didn't the dick pics leak too? Yep. Yeah. So you know maybe that's why he built the dick rocket. Um, literal Lex Luthor. Um, live ball. Live action adaptation Lex Luthor. <laughs> has decided he wants to offer you health care. Um, I, which I believe, personally, my hot take is this up. is an attempt to um, shame Elon uh, and Amazon's further encroaching efforts to become the everything app. He's on fire! The really everything app. I mean, Prime has like a financial credit card service attached to it that you can use to, you know, buy things on Amazon. You can with. buy shit on Amazon with one fucking button. Um, they literally sell buttons that you can buy that so when you're out of a thing you just push the button and it'll order stuff from your Amazon for you. Um Amazon is Skynet. Um <laughs> Jeff Bezos is Lex Luthor, and they want to offer you healthcare at $99 a month, which is cheaper than most people's healthcare plans. And that's where the dystopian part comes <laughs> in. Because <laughs> it literally took a billionaire. The two billionaires now, you use this healthcare service to buy drugs from Mark Cuban's online pharmacy, right? Yeah. And at like 95% discounts for what it's worth like on, really, on both really sides on both i do this could totally be helpful for lots of fucking people healthcare at 99 dollars a month despite now like i guess we'll have to see like how many doctors and medical services will partner up with amazon right but then how long before fucking Anne Arundel medical gets taken over and has an Amazon pavilion, right? Like, God. It already has a Wheel of Fortune pavilion. <laughs> Bro, it's just... They just call it the Sajak pavilion. <sighs> Runaway capitalism at its finest, dog. And, uh, you know, this is uh, your third reminder the, of this episode that that's what the GOP wants. That's what they've always wanted. That's why they hated it when Obama nationalized and did Obamacare, right? Um, that's why they drugged that through the mud, despite how many of their constituents it actually helped out and serviced. Sure, it wasn't perfect, but let's not forget that they were the reason why it wasn't perfect. Also, the funny thing is, um, now you have an American oligarch undercutting an American system. Institution, yeah. right? nationalized healthcare um before we all have to have amazon prime subscriptions uh, but to close out the episode on a much lighter note zig and i are closing with your favorite our favorite some florida versus everybody's florida versus everybody Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Florida man's, Florida man's, Florida man's. Making this the most Florida story of the week. This is the segment where I find headlines from Florida and elsewhere around the world and read them to Doc Cold, and he has to guess if they are from Florida or everywhere else. Bonus points if he can guess where in the everything else is. You ready? Oh, I'm ready, baby. Pond mysteriously turns bright pink as experts reveal why it's a cause for concern. 
Florida. I feel like this is Florida because of that red algae shit they have going on down there right now. This is Hawaii. Oh, shit. Or should I say, Aloha. The Kilia Pond Wildlife Refuge on Maui, some who have been around the water for 70 years say they have never seen anything like it. There's something weird going on over here. But it may look fun, officials think the cause of the pond turning pink could be more concerning. Maui has been experiencing a drought which scientists say might be responsible. Toxic algae was first considered a suspect, but lab tests found it was not the cause of the color. Instead, an organism called Holobacteria might be the culprit. Holobacteria are the, are the type of archaea or single cell organism that thrive in bodies of water with high levels of salt, which the pond is currently twice the salinity of seawater. Ugh. Damn, you said twice the salinity of seawater? So it's so salty that it's breeding, uh, or it's a perfect breeding ground for the bacteria. Yes. Which has in effect caused it to turn pink how uh the analysis still is being there's also oh, they're still conducting the analysis yeah. uh, visitors are being warned not to enter or eat any fish caught there while the cause is being investigated why would you fish in a pink pond like i'm just saying like if i was i if i was you know like a bushman and i was just out here in the wild and i stumbled upon a pond with fish in it that was of a hue other than clear blue i don't think i'm eating the fish in that fucking pond bro no like even brackish water right like you gotta be careful it's that could be slush. that looks like watermelon juice yeah no i'm not eating anything out of that no that should definitely look like kool-aid bro my man said watermelon juice you can tell how hood adjacent we are here. Um, <laughs> Watermelon drink. This nigga got that simply made in his fridge. I'm sorry, sir. You must not be shopping at Shoppers. Like, no, they got watermelon juice at Shoppers. That's. <laughs> or they have simply made at Shoppers. Um, yeah, no, I'm not fishing in that pond, bro. What the fuck is that? No, absolutely not. Next one Shopper finds a human skull at an antique shop. This is not Florida. This is Florida. Damn it. Damn it. I'm 0 for 2 here today. Antique store shoppers can come across all kinds of curiosities, but one person came across an especially eerie find at a Florida antique store. Lee County Sheriff deputies were called to a store in North Fort Myers when they said a shopper, who happened to be an anthropologist, knows the human skull in the, in the Halloween section. Oh, he just happened to be an anthropologist? Oh, you just happen to be an ant. Is that what anthropologists do in their time off? They go antiquing? Oh, yeah, actually, never mind, duh. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't leave your work at the office, can you? Oh, I bet your wife loves you, huh? huh? Hey, honey, you know what would be great? Let's go looking for old things. Next one. Who the fuck is he, Keanu Reeves? Nacho Average Bear. Mammal swipes $45 Taco Bell order from porch after Uber Eats delivery. I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on that Keanu Reeves joke because it was slightly mean. I didn't mean it as mean as it sounded, though. Um, read that headline one more time. Nacho Average Bear. 
Oh my god. Mammal swipes $45 Taco Bell order from porch after Uber Eats delivery. Ah, you gotta start getting your Uber Eats drivers to fucking text y'all people when they drop them orders off. That shit is crazy. Do you know how mad I would be? Do you know how mad I'd be? This this is what, Montana? This ain't Florida. There are no bears in Florida. This is Florida! What? There are bears in Florida? Hey, yo, did y'all know there were bears in Florida? I had no idea, bro. I thought, you know, there was alligator territory. You mean I can go down to Florida and watch a bear wrestle an alligator? That's what's up. I know where I'm going on vacation this summer. The bear was caught on the home's ring camera. Shows the beast sauntering up to the front door and grabbing the bag. fucking sauntering. What the fuck is this, Yogi Bear? <laughs> and grabbing hey, the bag in its mouth. Then a short time later, it comes back for the tricks. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, y'all didn't tell me you put fire sauce on this shit. <laughs> Uber Eats confirmed that they reimbursed the family's order. I feel like that's pretty cool because they didn't have to, right? Like, that's not our fault. Y'all didn't get the food in time, right? Like, I need to know how long the food sat on the porch before the bear got to it. Um, I don't, it doesn't say that in the article, does it? When the family opened the front door about 10 minutes later, the video captures their reaction. The bear took the food! So, if you let your food sit on the porch for 10 minutes, um, I Maybe feel like... Maybe they saw the food and the bear outside and decided it wasn't worth no, the way, a bear. No, the way that article, the way the article worded it made it sound like they went to go check, like, 10 minutes after they thought the food had been there. They were So, 10 minutes after the food got dropped off, they were like, Hey, yo, uh, do you think that Uber Eats order is here yet? And somebody was like, Oh, shit, yeah, I got the notification 10 minutes ago. And they were like, Where's the food? Check the ring camera. If you let your food sit on the porch for 10 minutes, if you let your order sit on the porch for 10 minutes, you were asking for that shit to get stolen and you were lucky it wasn't a crackhead. Right? <laughs> like... I have gotten phone calls. Of like five minutes after me leaving, yeah. where's my food? I'm like, I literally left you a picture. Yeah, you they're get... like, well, where did my food go? I'm like, I don't know. There was a bunch of kids outside your apartment building making a fuck ton of noise as I was leaving. Nope, that's why I have in my DoorDash specific request: text me. Don't, don't, don't rely on the app. I don't know if I'm gonna get that right in time. Text me when you dropping that food off and I put text me baby sleeping, right? So that way they, they really text cause it's like, oh, okay, he might not. Yeah, no, cause I don't want my food to be sitting out on my porch for 10 minutes. Then I gotta Little come Caleb show up. eat cold fries, right? Like, oh, you know what else I hate? You know what I else? Stop putting the drinks right in front of the fucking door. Oh my oh, yeah, god, no, definitely that's a sure, dickhead move. Like, make sure that it's it's on the side that the door opens. It's only like, happened to me once, but it's one too many times, yeah. bro. You open that door not thinking about it, and there goes that sprite all over the fucking sidewalk. Oh, man. Next um, one. Mummy, Stone Man Willie to receive proper burial after 128 years. The mummy's name is Stone Man Willie? Yep. After 128 years, you said? Yep. Damn. Did they... 
120 no that's after the, that's after british people eating mummies so i guess he you know he's lucky in that case who is he paraded around as a fucking uh museum exhibit you're not gonna tell me because that might give me a clue as to where it is this is not florida this is not florida what i'm what i'm giving you this reaction for is in the article a mummified man known as Stone Man Willie will receive a proper burial after being on display at a funeral home in Reading, Pennsylvania for 128 years. Excuse me? <laughs> what? At a funeral home? The unidentified man was an alcoholic who died of kidney failure in a local jail on November 19th, 1895. And you know what is a fitting end for this alcoholic degenerate? <laughs> he was accidentally mummified by a mortician experimenting with a new embalming technique, according to Allman's funeral home. How do you feel about him just experimenting with a new embalming technique on this dude, right? Like, I'm like, I didn't sign up for that, sir. If I, I wanted to- family, but they're probably dead too. Didn't it say he was homeless? Oh, we're still, we're still getting there. Uh, dressed in a suit with a bow tie, the gaunt man is displayed in a coffin with a red sash across his chest. His hair and teeth remain intact, and his skin has taken on a leathery appearance. Uh, I feel like if I walk into a funeral home and there is a mummified body in one of the caskets, I'm leaving because I feel like you're doing too much. Right? Like, I know what these are for. I don't need, like, a model exhibit. <laughs> Bro, that's like them putting real fucking corpses in the basement in uh, Poltergeist because they were like, oh, all the dummies that the fucking special effects crew kept coming up with weren't realistic enough. <laughs> because the man gave a fake name when arrested for picking pockets, Stoneman Willie's identity was unknown for many years and local officials were unable to locate relatives. The funeral home had petitioned the state for permission to keep the body instead of burying it to monitor the experimental embalming process. Oh yeah, no, we need it so we can do science with it. It's definitely not so people get freaked out and go, whoa, is that a real body when they come to, you know, bury their loved ones. Almond's Funeral Home says it has now identified Stone Man Willie using historical documents and will reveal his name later this week when they lay the body to rest. Until now, not much known is not much is known about him beyond him being Irish. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> he he was homeless. And they listed him being an alcoholic. I should have known he was an Irishman. Yeah. <laughs> This is terrible. There goes our, like, two Irish listeners. Co-host. <laughs> Stone Man Willie. We don't refer to him as a mummy. We refer to him as our friend Willie. Kyle Black Our Miller, friend Willie. The funeral director said. He has just become such an icon, such a storied part of not only Reading's past, but certainly its present. Ahead of the funeral, the city of Reading will memorialize the man who has been a part of the city's folklore for generations. 
on Sunday, local residents filled onto the streets to celebrate Reading's 275th anniversary with a colorful parade that included a motorcycle hearse carrying Willie's cash. Shut the fuck up. So this is not a real article. This is a promotional pitch for the spiritual successor to Weekend at Bernie's, this right? This is from Reuters. This is... No. 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 This is a Weekend at Bernie's ad. What the fuck? They paraded... He, you're telling me that the mummified body is such a local icon that they paraded this nigga around. Literally paraded. <laughs> I hate... Literally it. paraded. I hate everything about this. <laughs> his name will be revealed when they lift the curtain on his tombstone. <sighs> I guess... R.I.P. Stone Man Willie. You did good, kid. You did good. Man convicted of murdering his wife in dispute over oh zombie house flipping appearance. Uh, was was Stone Man Willie in <laughs> <laughs> in the house? Um, was he a part of this at all? No, he was not. This is definitely a Florida story. This is Florida. Yeah, no. <laughs> Come on, man. Anytime zombies are mentioned, I'm just like, Florida's still on that shit, huh? Still on them fucking basalts? A Florida man has been found guilty of murdering his wife after a dispute whether they should appear on a home renovation television show. What? What? Where did the zombies come into play? I think that's the theme of the home renovation show, show that they were trying to get on. Oh, so it was like a zombie-proofing home renovation show, and she was like, no, I don't want my fucking house built around being zombie-proof. That's stupid. The resale value will tank. And he's like, shut up, bitch. You know Q told us that the storm is coming, and we gotta get prepared, right? These Democrats are out here smoking all this legal weed it's only a matter of time before that new uh what was it the new national security alarm turns everybody's minds and their fucking covid19 vaccine chips on right right and he was like we gotta get hgtv to pay for this shit oh, that's why i can't see the fucking advertisements covering the part it's apparently an A and E reality TV oh it's A and E not yeah. hgtv damn missed opportunity hgtv renovate my bunker do you, do you think the renovations were worth stabbing her though i'm just I'm, I'm, i mean he's now convicted to life in prison how hung up how intense do you think that argument got like what pretty intense he murdered her <laughs> i'm just saying like what tv do you think all right you have to like, think about this like you, imagine we have been together for a long yeah, time yeah that's what i'm you like you had your spats can you just imagine being like yeah. a casual spat and then just Ashley's being like, like stab i want to no, go on american idol and i'm like no bitch ah. <laughs> that doesn't fuck? happen it must have been pretty serious <laughs> Like, she wants to go on Dancing with the Stars, and he's like, you have flat feet, you dumb bitch. <laughs> like, what? No, it, except for it was more like he wanted to go on Dancing with the Stars, and she was like, bitch, when was the last time you took me to the club? And he was like, god damn it, I told stop, you. Stop, stop. <laughs> last one. Cliff Face Shop has been 
dubbed the most inconvenient convenience store. Are there cliffs in Florida? I thought Florida was pretty flat, right? Like, that's all swamp land. Um, this is not Florida. This is not Florida. No. Is this Montana? No. Is this Seattle? No. Is this... Think weird places outside the United States. Bulgaria? No. Switzerland? No. Okay, one more. Um... Big country. Big country? Oh. Oh, uh, Uzbekistan. <laughs> no, that's not a case. India? No, this is China. Oh, okay. All right. India's arch enemy. A tiny shop hanging from the side of a steep cliff face has been named the most inconvenient convenience store in China for supplying refreshments to climbers. That doesn't surprise me, especially with the trend I've seen of uh, stubborn... Uh, Chinese citizens not selling their homes to the CCP to build highways through um, and then it will just be like this big old highway and then this random house in the middle of this shit. <laughs> the shop is said to be quote unique in its surrounding scenery and for the way it provides sustenance to climbers. Workers are reported to replenish stocks daily using zip lines while only one member of staff is inside the store at any one time. The journey up the cliff is said to take about 90 minutes. 90? Climbers can pick up a free bottle of water inside the box, but posts on social media have said the outlet would leave them absolutely terrified, adding its position was beyond genius. <laughs> and super inconvenient. Um, I'm not surprised. Uh, however, love the novelty of an inconvenient convenience store, especially one required to get to via zip line or mountain climbing that's great right like it's it's like an old comedy trope of like you know the main character like endlessly climbing yeah. up a mountain to get to somewhere and there's a random convenience store at the top like the you could and he gets to the top and is like well you could have just taken the escalator the is located <laughs> on a mountain route which is peppered with metal anchors for climbers to fasten themselves to yeah so, so you, it is literally the most inconvenient convenient store yes um i feel like this is more clout worthy than climbing mount everest at this point um because you the know picture's great oh yeah no, absolutely. Great. Yes, absolutely, right? Yeah, now, I, at Mount Everest, that's played out, right? Like, show me a picture of you climbing to the world's most inconvenient convenience store. And, and I'll be impressed. Yes. And on that note, us being impressed by something is just another example how none of this, this is normal. normal. But, but what, what should, should be, be normal is buying all of your Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon Magic Gathering Flesh and Blood board games, card game supplies at TokenMTG.com and use the promo code Ziggy to get 10% off of your order. And us reminding you to like and subscribe, especially if you made it to this point because clearly you liked it and should subscribe. Uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. You can find us at the Flood Pod on everything. And that is on everything. Shout out to our Patreon subscribers. Enraged Peacock! And you can join Enraged Peacock <laughs> by donating to us at Patreon. Uh, we'll be back at you guys next week with more hot takes. Deuces. Deuces. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates.
talk about it black is stuff. time 